So you thought Deontay Johnson being at o- not being at OTAs was a bad sign. Well, so much for that. He's back. We're going to talk about that. Kenny Pickett talking for the first time at OTAs and some interesting leadership moments we got with him and Cam Hayward with video from that interview. I'm Chris Carter of the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Joining me today is Tony Serino. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. If you're watching this video on YouTube, hit the like button on this video if you enjoy. Hit the subscribe button to get all of our daily Monday through Friday episodes, as well as our bonus episodes and our breaking news content. We thank you for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day. If you want to help out the show, go on, go on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review with a positive comment. Do both at the same time, and you get a shout-out at the end of the show. Joining today is our man, Tony Serino, from the AFC North Talk podcast. He's also former co-host with me on this very show. Tony, how you doing? I'm doing well. Happy to be here. Happy to talk OTAs. We got football to talk about. Even, even in the month of May, we still have football to talk about. Of course. There's always football to talk about. The NFL drives this machine. This is how they built it so that we don't ever ha- get, get breaks. But... Good news if you were a fan of Deontay Johnson and wanted to see him practice with the Steelers. He showed up, and I tweeted this out on my on my, my Twitter account, uh, at Carter Critiques, as soon as we were legally allowed by the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, at, at noon um, of uh, of Tuesday. Uh, but, you know, he was back. He didn't talk to media. He's supposed to talk with, you know, when minicamp arrives. But his arrival, Tony... Got you know got some good responses from a lot of the from a lot of the guys, especially the rookies. When we talked to them, you know, I was talking to Calvin Austin, and Calvin Austin as a rookie was like, you know, told me he's like, hey, I, I watched tape on that guy. I watched how he got in and out of his breaks. Yeah. That's that's a dude that you know I studied him from afar and was always impressed by. It. He's like, but now that he's here, like just one day of watching him, you know, cut, getting in and out of his breaks and being getting into his cuts, he's like, that's the stuff that I want to play that I want to play like, and so. Yeah. It, it's been interesting. Even just one day of Deontay Johnson showing up turns things around. But on, on top of that, Tony, it kind of puts to rest any of this notion that this was a problem in the first place, doesn't it? Uh, well, I don't know if I'd go that far. I mean, I, I think it, it puts to rest the idea of like he's going to skip all of OTAs and he could potentially sit out of training camp, um, which I always thought that that was a little silly in the first place. I thought he might skip OTAs just because, you know, he's a guy in a contract situation. You know, we saw TJ Watt you know, did his hold in last year during training camp. So, right. you know, look, he still need, he still wants a contract. You know, he this is still going to be a guy come training camp time that is going to be doing the whole like, all right, well, you know, maybe maybe I don't practice today because I got, you know, I'm, I'm a little sore because I want to, you know, he wants a contract and he's he's in a contract year. Um, certainly his play on the field has been is, is deserving of, you know, some sort of contract. Now, obviously the Steelers and him are going to dispute what that number should be because qu- wide receiver numbers are greatly, greatly inflated. But it, it's nice to see him at uh, at minicamp now because this is not something he had to do. This is a guy in it's a contract, you know, same with Minka, right? They, they don't have to be here. And you really wouldn't expect them to when they're, you know, when we talk about uh, guys in contracts disputes. So, you know, the one thing that's interesting, and this is where I get to, to tinfoil hat Tony time, Uh-oh. which is why is he here now? And why was, like, he wasn't there. And then kind of midway through OTAs, he just decides, oh, uh, you know what? 
I'd love to show up. Actually, actually, I'd love to go to, to, to optional voluntary OTAs while I'm in the middle of a contract dispute. It does make me think a couple things, Chris. You know, obviously, I was joking with you before the show. Maybe he's just a big Omar Khan fan, and he was he he was kind of a, a solidarity with Omar. You know, until they sign Omar Khan as GM, I'm I'm not I'm not showing up. Which totally. you know, the math adds up there. I mean, what you can't dispute, Chris, is that the math there it adds up. No, the other thing I'm thinking is is <laughs> is. Like I love, I love how you said that, and then just kept moving. So I didn't like, like, be like, like rebut. Like, no, what are you talking? No, no, about? I mean, like, I, you can't. No, no, I, I don't think you understand. The math adds up, so you can't rebut. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is just a one plus one is two situation. <laughs> so we can just, we can move right on to the next point. Um, My goodness. So the other thing is, I, I wonder oh, if this is kind of like, hey, this is equals two. <laughs> uh, I wonder if this is a sign of good faith on this uh, on on Deontay's part of saying like, look, let's get this deal done. I want a deal done, and I want to be here, and I'm going to come to a voluntary OTA practice or a week of voluntary OTA practice that I don't have to be there because I want to be here as a sign of good faith of like, let's start getting this contract going here. Because as we know, he can't sit out training camp, right? The Steelers have that policy of if you don't show up for training camp, it's old hind ward thing. You don't show, we're not going to negotiate period. So you're not getting a contract extension if you don't show up. Um, and so that, I think, you know, maybe, maybe there's some of that here. It's interesting that he skipped a week and now he's back. I'm happy he's back. I love the player, but of course your mind obviously goes right to the contract situation because there, you know, there's clearly going to be a further dispute once we get into July. There's a lot of things that you could say say about that, and I do agree. It is kind of different, but at the same time, it's voluntary. Yeah. You know, Chase even said like he's probably getting in more work wherever he's at than he would be at OTAs. For people to understand what that means, it's not mean that the Steelers are lazy, but when you're at OTAs, the idea is you're doing stuff with the team, you're doing stuff together. But when there's stuff with the team going on. You're not focusing on yourself. You're you're working with with a drill. You're not drilling yourself. You're not improving your hands. You're not improving you know specific things about you. You're you're you're, you're often in fact when you're on that first team, you're in fact probably probably watching more of the backups and probably helping them a little bit. And there's merits to that. But you're right, De- Deontay Johnson being in the contract year, him not showing up to me was always more about. This his you know him needing to prove himself because this is his contract here. Yep. Even if the Steelers don't don't take him, he needs to earn his 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 future in the NFL. And I mean, you, you look at his Twitter account. You know, he said, "I ain't say nothing." You know, last week on on May twenty on May twenty seventh. Then he said, and then he t- he tweets out another one. Don't judge my choices without understanding my reasons. Now, granted, Deontay Johnson is a a one wide receiver tweet. You know, tweet your your cryptic tweets guy. Yeah, he does, yeah. He does that very well. Um. You know, but at the same time, th- this, you know, th- this is, is it, it all make it makes sense to me because he's like, you know what? I, t- I was taking time to do my own thing. I came in, you know, when, when I wanted to. And you know, and who knows? Maybe he re- maybe he w- there was a change of heart or maybe it was just like, you know what? This was the plan all along. I wanted to do stuff or I had another trip plan and I needed to to, to get these things done going in. You know, but, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I know it was obvious from his Twitter account that he was paying attention to people not you know, people tweeting about him and saying, oh, he's not going to be here. But it was just getting all over the place. I mean, there were even blogs saying, like, is Deontay Johnson about to be traded? And it's just like that right there is a little too much. Yeah. Well, look, we, we used to get on Ben Roethlisberger, you know, around this time for OTAs. And, it would, it, of course, it was always it was the result of the, the quarterback wide receiver and getting on the same page with everyone. And, hey, let's right. let you know, let's make sure Ben is here to get on the same page. And, of course, that what was it like? It was like two or three years ago when he like conveniently had a vacation. I was like, oh, I just had a vacation plan for the first week. So I'm going to miss the first week. Look, I don't think it's a huge deal ma- uh, making or missing. I do think, though, that this, you know, the idea that he's there, you know, again, I think it speaks more to the where they are of that contract dispute. 
Um, I do. I also think, you know, potentially Deontay could be thinking about it this way. Look, let's say I don't get a deal. Let's say I'm Deontay Johnson. I, I, I don't think I'm getting a deal done. I've, I've talked to the Steelers front office. They presented me some uh, early numbers and they're not even close to where I think I am. Well, the worst thing that could happen to Deontay between now and the start of the season is that, you know, whether it's Mitch or Mason or Kenny, that they work out a rapport with another receiver on this team, whether it's Pickens, whether it's Claypool, whether it's someone else. And Deontay Johnson all of a sudden kind of becomes that, you know, look, he's never going to be an odd man out because he's a great route runner. He's always going to be open. I mean, he's going to get his. But you, know, you sure they don't want to end up like James Washington did a couple years ago where him and Ben really never got on the same page. And he came, you know, he had what was like a, a, a pseudo breakout season with Mason and, and Duck. And then, you know, he just kind of was the forgotten man the next two years of Ben. Deontay cannot li quite literally – Cannot afford for that to happen in this offense because he's in a contract year. So it does in that way behoove him to, to show up to these things and build that rapport with whatever quarterback it's going to be. I do agree because, I mean, these are young quarterbacks. They're, they're developing their tendencies. And, you know, if you can be a, a quarterback security blanket, if you can be their guy that when they're in trouble, they go to you, that, that's something that you want. It gives you yeah. more opportunities to make plays. And even if that doesn't mean anything for the long haul because he thinks that he's going to be somewhere else after next year, you need this year to be go really well. And last year, I wouldn't say last year went terrible. You know, people will remember those drops at the end of the season, but he finished with the six most receptions in the NFL, the 10th yeah. most receiving yards, the 10th most first downs by any wide receiving, wide receiver in the NFL. Those are all pretty good numbers considering you had a very limited version of Ben Roethlisberger. But right. I do agree. He does need to establish that rapport. He does need to show, show that he's, that he's making those strides. Those are the, the you know, and I think those might, might play into why he showed up. I all think he did show up because he, he was big about practice last year. I think, and, and you would go back to how he, how he was showing up early for every practice coming out, coming, you know, coming back late. You know, he, he was a, he's a guy that's, that's been that guy. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not totally shocked here. Um, my, my whole thing was I, I didn't think he'd show up for OTAs, but I, I was very certain he would show up for mini camp and then training yeah. camp. And then all this contract talk would just be like, okay, we'll revisit this after this season when the Steelers have to make that decision, but we'll see how that plays out in, in, uh, in, in a year's time uh, as things here. But the bottom line is he's there and he got to see Kenny. He got this, he got to see Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett got to see him for the first time uh, and getting thrown at him. We'll talk about what Kenny Pickett's thoughts were there as well as we got to talk for Kenny Pickett for the first time since he's been at OTAs, uh, you know, because he, he, he wasn't available last week. We got some interesting tidbits from him and some thoughts about leadership and what's going on, not just with the quarterback room, but with the Steelers leadership as a whole right now on the roster. We'll talk about that in just a minute here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. But first, we got to talk to you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar has delivered a big new one. It's called Built Granola Bars. If you're a fan of granola bars, you have Built Bar is delivering three new unbelievable flavors of granola. There's chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut, and white chocolate berry. If you want to try all flavors, you can get them in a mix box at Built.com right now. They're so different from the bars and the puffs. Built granola bars are loaded with granola. It's the perfect combination of crunch and chewiness. But just like the bars and the puffs, these babies are packed with protein and covered in 100% real chocolate. And with 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar, Built Granola Bars will change your world. Built cracked the code to get better granola and their perfect healthy snacks as they're going to help pack your lunch, take on the road, or just take with you anywhere. And they, they are made with collagen protein, which, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So if you've been waiting for the healthy and delicious granola bar to hit the market, now is the time. Head to Built.com right now and get and get Built granola, granola Bars, three delicious, delicious flavors for you to try. Chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut, white chocolate berry. Don't miss out. 
Get yours today at Built.com for Built Granola Bars. And if you go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15. It's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order when you visit Built.com. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter. He's Tony Serino, and we are doing things here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Talk about OTAs. Now, Kenny Pickett did talk for a bit, um, and this was this was cool because we got to see the first-round draft pick quarterback who's the, you know the young guy in the room, um, and there were some interesting tidbits here and there that he was giving. One I thought was very interesting, talking about the quarterback competition. Because and I and I put that in quotes because of the way that he talked about it. When we asked him, when we were asking him, or someone asked him about him, he was like, you know, honestly, he's like, we compete every day. There's not as much. There's no like real tension. There's not a real real competition between the like the three or four of us. It's just about you know, you know, we're just about here doing trying to compete to do our best each day. And he said, honestly, you guys, meaning the media, make more about this competition than we do. And I thought that was interesting because this is a guy who you were drafting the first round to be, you know, a franchise quarterback. You weren't drafting the first round just to be a guy that was going to hang around um, and and do nothing, you know, and and they signed Mitch Trubisky to probably be the guy that could that could take on the, the load of being the starting quarterback while Kenny Pickett was adjusting to the NFL. But still. You know, it's interesting to have that kind of approach, but also at the, so I don't, I don't think it's, I think it's interesting, but it's not like an unhealthy or like a, a lack of compet- competition. I think it's more so just, hey, like we're not worried about competing with with each other right now. We're just trying to get settled in in uh, OTAs here. And I think it's interesting that Kenny was the one that said that to you because I I wonder if if Mason Rudolph would say the same thing, um, you know, about the competition because for him, you know, this is you know he this he's like uh, this is his last year on this deal. Um, you know, he's kind of, you know, he is fighting for the spot that presumably was his from the time he got drafted, right? When he got right. drafted as the, that third round pick to take over for Ben Roethlisberger. Whereas with, with Kenny, you know, it look for him. Yes. This is about getting acclimated, you know, just kind of to the NFL. Uh, there's a great picture on the, on the article you had on Steelers now uh, that we'll talk about in a second, but like the look on his face is very much, you could tell that with, with Kenny, it is very much a dream. Like there was the whole after he got drafted, he talked about what a dream it was. He's going to be going to the other side of the facility, right? He's going to finally be with the Steelers. You know, he had been watching them for all this time because he, you know, he played in Pitt, and now it's a reality, right? Now it's like face, like oh, right, I'm the Steelers quarterback now. I'm in the Steelers locker room now. Like this is a is a different experience. And I do think when he talks about like this, not I don't really think of this as a competition. There is a, you can take that answer another way. You could take it a little with it with a, just a, a tinge of, of of arrogance, maybe of of maybe maybe arrogance is the wrong word. I get what you're going, but I don't think that's it. But keep going. Yeah, but because arrogance is probably the wrong word, right? But but the look, Kenny Pickett's going to start for the Pittsburgh Steelers at some point. They drafted right. him 20th overall. He's a first round pick. He's the only quarterback taken in the first round this year. And unless this ends up in like a, a crazy Matt Leinart situation. You know where Liner gets drafted, but then Kurt Warner's just way better, and Kurt Warner takes over, and like we never hear about Matt Liner again, uh, which I doubt is going to happen here. Although Trubisky is a fantastic prospect, um, I, I think Kenny Pickett's going to start football games for this team, and so yeah, he doesn't need to think you about this. As a that in there. Yeah, I just had to lie. Fantastic. Uh, but no, but look, Kenny's going to start games. You know, so for him, yes, this is a competition for Week One, but you know, at some point, Kenny takes over. At some point, this is his team, and he knows that, and so for him. I think it's it's healthy for him to not think about this as I need to start week one. I, I that is my goal. I have to do this right now for him. Kind of a long tail, long game here. Get myself prepared. Don't rush this. 
you know, get in there and, and learn the system, learn the people, build the rapport because, and, and, and be the best Kenny Pickett he can be whenever the time is for him to take over. No, and that's a good point. And, you know, I, I think the best way it, it might not be as much of an arrogance or a, he knows he got, there's no pressure on him. There's yeah. if, if he doesn't win the job this year, so what? Like they, they got him because they knew that he was like, Hey, this guy, even if this guy has to take, takes a year to, to, to work, they're confident that, that he can be here. But that, again, that's why they signed Mitch Trubisky. There was yeah. no s- surprise there. And both Mitch Trubisky and Mason have talked about like, Hey, you know, we we're happy to work with, with the young guys. We're excited to get some rookies while having some vets on, on, on the roster. It's an actually an interesting dynamic. Um, So, you know, I, I, I think it's, it's, it might just be more so that Kenny knows that right now he's playing with house money. If he wins the starting job, it's an amazing story. If he doesn't win the starting job, oh, well, he has a lot of time to, 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 to do that. Even beyond this year, say, say Mitch Trubisky, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but say Mitch Trubisky has a Pro Bowl season and comes back next year. Wait a second, by the way. It, 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 <laughs> of course, of course. I can't, <laughs> I can't go anywhere with you. But... <laughs> But let let's say let let's say that he does that and he comes back next year as the starter who just did the Pro Bowl and the Steelers won their first playoff game since 2017 and they're everyone's like oh my goodness oh my goodness this is you know this is can Kenny beat that out you know then we're looking at something different there would there even be pressure then because it's like you know what Trubisky's only on what a two year deal you know if if Trubisky doesn't like have a phenomenal year Kenny Pickett could wait until his third year of his rookie contract and then yeah. be the guy that takes over so. I think the real pressure is on Mitch Trubisky to one prove that he can be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Still, he, you know, he, he was a backup all last year. I also think it's important for Mason Rudolph to show, Hey buddy, I, I can be a starting quarterback in the NFL. You know, I, you know, Mitch Trubisky at least had four years of a starter and 50 starts. Mason's only had 10 starts under his belt and they haven't been amazing starts. At least Trubisky's been to a pro bowl. Like you, like, like you said, Mason has a lot to prove. And I talked about this on the Monday episode of the lockdown Steelers podcast, how, I don't think it's that crazy. Actually, I think I talked about that on Tuesday. Excuse me. So not the Monday episode, but the Tuesday episode. I don't think it's that crazy to think that there could be a way for him to win the job. He's still my third most likely, and I would put him around 25% of the chance, whereas like Kenny was like 35%, and I think Mitch was like 45%. I'm bad with numbers. It's probably – so that's probably not it. Um, I think you got it. I think that's um, – I'm also bad with – I'm also bad with simple math, but <laughs> I think the numbers add up there. It's It was close enough. It's in the range. Uh, but point being, I, I think that – that this isn't crazy for Kenny to talk this way about the competition, because again, he's more so worried. He said, I don't know the whole playbook yet. I'm working on that. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm working on, on NFL. And he said, I'm, I asked these guys and it was funny when we asked him like, you know, do you sit down with him? He's like, it's not like I asked them to tell me all their secrets. It's just when we're working, you know, you know when I see, you know, one of them use some a certain amount of a certain kind of foot footwork when we're doing one sort of play, I'm like, why did you do it that way? And he talked about how, it's those little specifics that he's picking up that he's like, Hey, how can I tweak my game to be more NFL ready at a faster pace? The, the playbook is easy, Kenny. It's uh, it's first down. It's a quick slant. And then second down it's shotgun running up the middle for no gain. And then third down, it's a little crosser over the middle for like six yards when you need a 12. And that's the, that's the playbook. It's pretty easy. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, you, look, you, you just taking your shots at Matt Canada here. I see. Well, you know, is it Matt Canada or is it just like that was what Ben liked to run at the end? And they oh, just kept... because well, I don't want to de- I don't want to derail this entire show. But fine, I mean, so much of so much of what the Steelers did at times last year was the exact same stuff they ran under under Feekner that, you know, there was some truth to the idea that like Ben's going to run what Ben wants to run and we're going to get like the sprinkle of Canada in there. I want I, I am I am 
genuinely intrigued as to what the offense is going to look like this year because I, I just can't imagine it's going to be the same thing as it's been the last two years. I, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I think it's yeah. going to be a lot of things that open up. We'll talk about that as we see more things with OTAs. But I also wanted to talk about something that happened when we were talking to Kenny at the end of his conversation where we had some interjection from another Pittsburgh Steeler. If, you, if you're up on Steelers Twitter, you know what I'm talking about. If you missed it, you're going to see a clip from the locker room of this very moment because it was it was a, it was a nice fun moment. We'll see we'll do that in just a minute here. But first, we got to talk to you guys about betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting and stats and sports information. Find all the latest sports and developments, league reviews, news, including this year's NBA Finals, which start this Thursday, Celtics-Warriors. It's going to be fun. Get all your info and and betting information at betonline.net, as well as the Stanley Cup playoffs. We're headed to the conference finals. That's going to be exciting, as well as Major League Baseball. All of it right on betonline.net, which is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action when you visit BetOnline, where? The game starts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast with Chris Carter. He is Tony Serino. So, Tony, I wanted to talk to you about this moment that I got on my camera when we were talking to Kenny Pickett. Uh, and uh, Kenny Pickett was being asked about getting to know people with the Steelers because you know he he got he, he knew everyone at Pitt. And now he has to kind of do that all over with the Steelers. And being the quarterback, you really got to know people. Uh, so uh, this was how that response played out right from the Steelers locker room at OTAs on Tuesday. Where, where are you on learning everybody's names? And when we talked to Brooklyn mini camp, you're like, this, that's next up on my to do list. Yeah, yeah, we're making good strides there. Um, so I mean, I get here pretty early. Uh, it's usually the same crew I'm with for breakfast, but lunch. Uh, what is it, 12, 14, I got about like 15 minutes to lift and grab a lunch and go meet. So it's kind of like that's the time I'm trying to learn everybody's name, and uh, it's been going well. You know my name? Cam. <laughs> you know next to Cam? Yeah, huh? Who's next to Cam? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Kenny, was it your first time throwing to 18 today? It was, yeah. yeah. What's your interaction been like with Yeah, him? I mean, you can see off the bat how special of a player he is. So I'm really excited to, you know, get more time to work with him and, and see what, you know, I can do to, to help his game out. What about you and Najee? It looked like you guys had some interactions. Obviously, you want to talk to all the guys on the field. But what are your takeaways working with him Yeah, just getting to know him? I mean, like like pretty much like Deontay, you just kind of tell when some guys are different. I mean, he's a different kind of guy, um, you know, physically and how he can play the game and what he can do. So um, he's a guy that, you know, he's been here for a year. So just kind of, you know, mess around with him, talk to him once in a while. Um, and just get what I can learn from the running backs too. So just really trying to touch, you know, all position groups really. What's it been like kind of locker next to Cam? Yeah. I know he's sitting right next to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it's been good. I mean, obviously he's such a you know strong leader, presence on the team. Um, and he's a defensive guy, so I can kind of learn, you know, how he leaves on that side of the ball and takes some things away um, and bring it to the offensive side. So it's, it's been going really well. Can a guy like Deontay make you a better quarterback? So. As you can see, Cam Hayward just butting in on Kenny's conversation. But this was part of what I was excited about when he said, I'm making sure that the rookie, the new rookie quarterback, his locker room is his lockers next to me. Also, the person whose locker was on the other side of Cam is Connor Hayward. So when they asked Kenny about it and Cam <laughs> said, line. don't worry about it. Like, you know, that's that, that that was him kind of, you know, making fun of his brother, which he's been doing a lot in training camp. Uh, but 
I, Tony, I just want to get your thoughts. Just yeah. seeing that and just the the casual just interaction there from a leader who's been on the Steelers for a you know more than a decade now, yeah. and the guy who they drafted to be the leader for the next decade. Love it. Lo- love that clip. And again, the, the camaraderie in the locker room. You know, with, between Cam, the who is the the kind of the de facto leader, not just of the team, but or not just of the defense, but really of the team in general. Now that that Ben Roethlisberger is retired. Um, and, and what I, the other thing I love there, obviously there, there's the fun bit of like, do you know my name? Um, but also I love there, you know, Kenny talking about not, not what he can learn about Cam Hayward about the game of football or, or you know, he talked about, I want to learn how Cam leads that defense because mm. I need to do the same thing with this offense. Right. And I think it is an important thing. Now that Ben is gone, someone's got to kind of take over the, the leadership of this offense. I, it, it naturally will fall to the quarterback. Although I think Najee Harris could be someone who, who fits in. Um, as far as a, you know, kind of an intermediate there between now and whenever Kenny Pickett takes over, be, becomes kind of that entrenched leader of this group. But love to see that from Kenny Pickett, understanding that part of his, you know, his job is not just to throw the football, right? His job is going to be to be a leader of men, to get this team to believe that they can, uh, they can do extraordinary things on the football field. Um, and, and, you know, you, you love to see that he's going to be taking, um, you know, a, a kind of a mentorship uh, with Cam Hayward. Absolutely. And I think that that is a great sign, and especially because Cam Hayward is one of those Mr. Steeler type of guys. And I I say this on the show every once in a while. There are certain guys who are Mr. Steelers and Mr. Steelers just aren't the best players on the team. They're the guys who embody the leadership component of what you want to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. Like, for example, you know, or even if you lead by example, you don't have to be the loudest person on the team. For example, Jerome Bettis was a Mr. Steeler. He was an ambassador to what it meant to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. I felt Heath Miller was with a Mr. Steeler. Never said anything. Just did everything you were supposed to do. Made you know was the example of what you needed to be. Heinz Ward was a Mister Steeler. He was the example, and he was the you know the guy that was that was the leader. But I think that was something that people were talking about in the mid 2010s. Like, who are the leaders on this team? Who do you yeah. look 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 towards? And everyone thought Ben Roethlisberger. You had Antonio Brown blowing up, but Antonio Brown people were like, okay, but he's not a leader. Leader, like he's not that. He's a right. leader on the field, but not a leader in the locker room as much. They were up. Well, Le'Veon Bell stepped to that role. Well, that that didn't work out. That didn't work out that way. And so now you're at a position where Ben's gone, and you need those guys. Well, you have one of the more established leaders that I think that you've had over the past decade, and that is Cam Hayward. And yeah. he's not just a guy on the field who makes plays. He's not just a nice guy that everyone kind of looks to. He's loud about it. He lets people know. And he's, I mean, I mean, I still remember when Joe Hayden made that tackle on, on the fourth, on the fourth and uh, for the fourth down against the Titans that won the Steelers, the game, and they brought out the sticks and they put it, put it, put, put the marker down. And you just see Cam Hayward just yelling short, 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 and just losing it. And everyone kind of feeding off of him. That, this guy, everyone goes to war for him. And I think yeah. you're right. That's what Kenny wants to pick up because Kenny did that in college. I covered Kenny, Kenny at Pitt. He was, he would, they would follow that man into a battle, into war. They called him a warrior. Like even before this past year when he blew up, he was their undisputed leader. I think what Kenny's talking about is learning how Cam did it in the pros. Yeah. And, and you love that, that you know, like we heard a report, I forget when it was, it was probably like five years ago now, maybe even longer. There was a report that at the end of the year, the offense, the defense and the offense were kind of at odds, right? That there was kind of a wedge mm, yeah, driven in the team between the offense and the defense. And the defense felt like the offense wasn't pulling their weight. Um, and certainly if there was ever a defense in the NFL right now that could feel like they were wronged, especially as not only over the last season, I mean, you talk about the last three seasons, yeah. what this defense has been able to do on the football field and how they've kind of been wronged by an offense that, you know, just, even the year that they were that the offense was was good enough, which was that year that they made the playoffs against the Browns. You know, was it five turnovers in yeah. that game? 
that they had, you know, again, this defense could certainly kind of ha have an eye on this offense. Like, listen, you guys need to turn it around. And, and Cam could certainly have the same attitude towards this rookie, which is not this kind of playful, hey, you know, I, I you know, let's let, let's be, you know, friends and, and, and kind of let me help you along. But kind of look at him like, listen, kid, you know, I'm in the I'm in the last years of my prime here and we got a great defense. And you better, you know, get this thing together over there because we're wasting what is a, a great defense right now in Pittsburgh. Um, but, he, you know, it's, it's not that way. In fact, it's the exact opposite. It's, it's kind of taking him along and, you know, taking him under his wing and saying, like, let you know, let me show you the ropes so that even if even if the window never opens while Cam Hayward is still in his prime, that the next window will be open. And, and, and Cam Hayward, at least his, part of his legacy could be helping Kenny to open that next window. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I see it. And Cam understanding that this might, this isn't just for me. This is for the future of the Steelers. Yep. That and him wanting to not just have him around, but to be up, be up on his, in his business. You know, you know, feel like, hey, I'm gonna have this cool interaction with with with, with him right now. I'm gonna check up on him. I'm gonna let him know this is what we expect. Those are all important things. You're you're passing on your leadership skills to the next generation. You know, that was something that you know I think people talked about. They didn't want they did that that didn't happen in the early 2010s when you, you had Troy Polamalu, James Ferry, and that crew. There wasn't a connection between them and the Antonio Browns and the guys that took over. And in fact, we we know Ryan Clark and them were at odds with yeah. Antonio Brown, so there there was a divide there, and there certainly was a competition factor between. We heard there's and, and every year there's scraps, but there were scraps between the offense and the defense, and the offense feeling the defense was too physical at times, and those being being issues. So. What does Cam do? He's like, let's well, let's befriend the guy that they drafted to run the offense for the next day, couple of decades, and let's 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 set this this tone right now. That's going to set a different tone. And I'll tell you another thing that Kenny Pickett did even before again before this year when he blew or last year when he blew up as a senior, a fifth year senior at, at Pitt. He brought the offense and the defense together for Pitt because Pitt was very much the same way. They always got after the quarterback. They always stuffed the run. They gave some big plays on defense, but their offense would kind of sputter, and that would put the, the Panthers in some tough situations. And one thing he did, and Mike Tomlin openly talked about this and how much he loved that he saw this. You know, and again, this is the benefit of the Steelers being able to see things up close and personal because they share the same workout facilities. Um, but he got to see Kenny Pickett and DeMar Hamlin come together and kind of bring the offense and defense together for the Pitt Panthers. And that was a big part of the culture shift that happened at Pitt that led to them winning the ACC championship this year and being projected as maybe a top 15 team even after Kenny Pickett is gone. Those type of culture things are so important, even not in college sports, but in the pros and especially in yeah. the NFL. Again, this is why I think that, that's why I wanted to show y'all that clip specifically because – I do think there is something special about a guy, Cam Hayward, who has represented all the good things that you want to hear from a Steeler and see it from a Steeler and a guy who's been one of the best Steelers over the over the past decade, one of the best NFL players over the past decade, and him him taking on the guy they drafted to run the offense at the most important position in football. That, I think, is some, could be something special to keep watching. No, it was, it was it's awesome to see it. And, yeah, I mean, the, the, the kind of the, the togetherness of this team – you know, look, it, it can take a group from being, you know, a, a B squad to maybe not an A plus squad, but you know, you know, yeah. th those divisions in locker rooms drive teams apart, and they and they show up not just in the locker room, but they show up on the football field. Yes, you know, of course, you know, the, the whole Jesse James talking about it, we were the Kardashians, you know, during that nine, what was it, the nine seven and one year? Yeah. Um, no nine. No, that was nine six and one. Yeah. Yeah. Was that uh, no? It's just nine and seven that year. That was the year that they lost to like the Raiders, Chargers, and Broncos three weeks in a row. Something like that, yeah. Because yeah. it was it was the it was the twenty eighteen season 
where they they just missed the playoffs. They just missed the playoffs. Yeah, they were the last team to beat the Patriots that year. Yeah, and then the Jesse leaves and he says, you know, we were the Kardashians at the end of the year. And I think, you know, I think Mike Tomlin has done the right thing since then, which is, you know, let's make sure that you know we're bringing in guys who, you know, back in the day with Antonio Brown, you put up with as much as you wanted to put up with because of the talent level. I don't know that. I I wonder if 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 you got Tomlin to you know to to you know, truth theorem, would he say that that maybe was a mistake and that or. or would he do the same thing today with players like that? Does he still believe in that? Or, or is it more important to have a locker room that is, you know, 100% together? And, and uh, you know, does that lead to better output on the football field? Because certainly the three years since then, the Steelers haven't fallen off, even though from a talent perspective, no Le'Veon Bell, no Antonio Brown. You know, you could cer- you certainly saw a talent fall off, but it didn't it didn't show up on the football field. That's a big question. You know, would he do things over again? I imagine he would, but I also imagine he wouldn't do it like in a totally different perspective. I think he would be like, you know what? Maybe we'd hang on to this guy over that guy. Maybe we'd, you know, maybe you do you like, for example, though, do you give up the best receiver in football that, you know, for six straight years because of his attitude when you know that during those six years of control, maybe you focus on something else. Maybe you say, hey, we're going to invest in the defense a little bit differently. You know, like if, for example, in 20, in 2016, if they draft Xavier Howard and Kevin Byard instead of uh, Artie Burns and Sean Davis, are we talking about this? Are they a much better team in those years? Do they, do they win more playoff games? Do they get to the Super Bowl those years? You know, there's, there's things like that that can always play into. And, and, And that's, that's the whole problem. I think with doing the hindsight being 2020 is that you could say that, for a lot of things. I, right. I think, I think though, Mike Tomlin, it's obvious he does value the locker room and does value leadership and wanting those guys to carry that. And it seems like the Steelers are getting those high quality type of players who understand that and want to contribute to that moving forward. That's who Kenny Pickett was at Pitt. That's who Cam Hayward's been at, at, with the Steelers. And I think that's what Cam Hayward wants to help Kenny Pickett continue to be as a professional in the NFL. We'll see how that plays out. Day two, of the of OTAs in week two of the Steelers. So I guess day six, technically, of OTAs. No, day five. I'm terrible at math. Um, it's day five of OTAs, but week two, so the second day of the of the second week of OTAs before minicamp starts next week. We'll get to that in a, in a bit here. So thanks for checking on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Tony, thank you for appearing on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. You're sure. always a joy to have here, a lot of fun. Uh, let people know you can find you, follow you, get more of your work. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Steeler Country, and you can find me on YouTube. I do a show called AFC North Talk. It is a roundtable show all about the AFC North, and right now we are doing our position rankings. Uh, We will be live on Thursday evening doing running backs this week, so check that out. Where the Steelers rank. One, baby. There you go. Back to back. One in every category. Watch that episode because Tony brings the heat for the Steelers. They're not not one. Okay. And running back? They're running back. They're not one for the AC North. No, they're not one. They're not one. Come on, come on, come on. Come you on. dare this, Najee Harris? Did you I don't saw what he was talking about on Twitter yesterday. You saw what he was. What he oh, was he's very upset. He gets very upset with everybody. Uh, Najee, don't watch. Don't watch Thursday's show. Everyone else, though, tune in. Tune in. <laughs> <laughs> Do tune in to AFC North Talk. That is a very entertaining show. They do a great job there. Thanks again, Tony, for being on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host here on Lockdown Steelers podcast, Chris Carter. Follow, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Watch, watch this show or listen to this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Watch this video on YouTube. And if you do, if you like it, do hit the like button and then subscribe to our YouTube channel to get all of our daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content, which is bonus episodes, breaking news updates, et cetera, et cetera. If you want to help out the show, go on Apple Podcasts, raise a five-star, raise us five stars with a positive comment with your five-star review. Do both at the same time, and you get a shout-out at the end of the show. Thanks again for checking us out here. We'll be back tomorrow with more on your Pittsburgh Steelers right here on the Locked On Steelers Podcast. 